Okay, reading from Chaitanya Bhagavat, Anchu 1, text, <coughs> Madhulila Anchu 1, text 42. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Brinda Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Brinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya E mata virahe shakala bhaktagan sabara hoila bara chitta puchatana. In this way, the hearts of all the devotees were agitated with feelings of separation. Omagana timarandasya gananjana shalakaya taksu unmulatam yena tasmai sri gurave namaha. Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vaibhacha Patitanam Pabhanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasade Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Let's call the Wednesday group the inner group. Because <laughs> they seem to be the people that are coming to all the things. Um, greetings from the Jagannath Healing Center. My residence under the lotus feet of Sri Jagannath Baladev. And Subhadra. Okay. A UFO. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, I had a chance. I usually only go over the verses for five minutes, just read a few verses to see if there's like a, a, a realization or point that I really like to share. Because then I'm confident I'll come to the level of unconscious competence. And, and also like a, a like a tissue or something. I'll come to the level of unconscious competence. There's two levels of of consciousness. You know, one you're, there's something that's just a little below the level. We all know that if we're we're teachers, that it begins to flow, and we're not having to search out the thoughts with our mind. Uh, that was confirmed to me in a book I read by. Malcolm Gladwell called, called Blink. 
where he described how he gave so many examples how, how uh, of practical examples how consciousness moves faster at a, uh, at a an unconscious level and i feel when you speak if you really want to speak if you're nervous and you have the worst thing is to have notes because <laughs> it because it prevents you from getting to that or notes that you just repeat not notes that are guidelines so i always try to find something that can make me relaxed and, and just kind of flow in that way so i looked at it this morning and i wasn't really finding those points so i thought i would talk about not finding those points <laughs> um because what it was is rasa there's two ways to read the scriptures. I, this is described by Jiva Goswami. One is for knowledge. And basically the knowledge is that we have to surrender to, we, 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 the knowledge is, is that there is an absolute authority of which when we cooperate with, we're in the principle of, of harmony. It's like, it's like there's a giant symphony and when you find the conductor, then you're able to do something that creates something beyond yourself. That's the principle of community. Actually, when, when, when Burijan Prabhu was starting the, Burijan Prabhu was starting the, uh, B-I-H-E, he, he, he read this one book called The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. You read that, you want to be hard? I just read other books by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. And one of the principles was, was called the mastermind principle. And that means when you can find common minds it creates a greater mind than your own. And what his study was based on, he was studying the, the, the success of the, the top industrialists in America. And he found out that they were all connected. Sometimes it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> That's another fact. It's like you told me you're starting to coordinate with other people that are in your field talking Juna Bihari, something greater than your, 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 yourself comes. So there is that kind of something that, but I, that is um, beyond us. And I, I, whenever I speak publicly or give class, I try to find ways to come to that platform. That's why Chaitanya Bhagavad is, is such a good book for me to discuss because you can go one verse and from another. You don't just have to speak for an hour on one thing by your, you know, so it kind of lends to that. So, um, so when you actually have this understanding and come to that point of Sharanagati, that's the door to bhakti. And then you enter into bhakti. When you enter into bhakti, Really entering into bhakti means awakening relationship with Krishna. 
then you read and relish the text in a different way. You read and relish it in terms of relationship with Krishna. So anyway, and, 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 and Chaitanya Bhagavat is, is, is very nice because it gives us a relationship with Krishna that we have more easy access to. And this is one of the secrets of, 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 of Krishna consciousness. Because everything is based on Sambandha. But before, and before and of course after, but even before you have a relationship with Krishna, you can have a relationship of servitude to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Dasya Ras is the foundational relationship. Of all relationships, there has to be this mood of service. And it's easier for us to actually enter bhakti in that mood and develop some bund in that way. And, and what Naratam Das Thakur says is when you dive deeply into the Sankirtan pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you wind up on the shore of Radha and Krishna's pastimes. So we can appreciate in that way, we can read this kind of rasa that's gonna be presented and become inspired in our relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the aspiration means, I want that. That's how our, our, our relationship with Krishna begins. We hear about Krishna and his relationship with the devotees and, and we become attracted to serve Krishna as the devotees serve Krishna. And on a higher level, seva sadaka rupena siddha rupena chatrahi, siddha rupena chatrahi. On a higher level, we begin to become attracted to serve Krishna as one of the residents of Vrindavan. It all begins with sambandha. It all begins with relationship. And a very interesting point, I think, the fundamental basis, metaphysical knowledge of Krishna, I explained many times, is called sambandhagyan, knowledge of relationship. But knowledge of relationship begins first understanding, this is such an important point, the relationship of Krishna and Krishna's energies. Prabhupada states in a very simple way, we have to know matter, spirit, and the controller both. But understanding the relationship between, so there's matter, spirit, and God. So understand the relationship between spirit and matter. What's the relationship? I am not the body. If you don't understand that, you're not gonna understand your relationship with Krishna. Because you're gonna think that you are the controller and therefore you won't understand who is. So we have to become off of the bodily platform, understanding the second chapter of the Gita, for example, Sankhya. Then spirit and God, what is the relationship between spirit and God? If you, if you have an impersonal conception, you think that spirit is God. If you think that spirit is God, how can you develop a relationship with Krishna? Because you think you are Krishna. And then the relationship between God and matter, if, if you don't understand 
apashyat purusham purna maya chitata pasrayam, that maya is under God's control, not controlling God. If you think that God is matter, that's mayavad philosophy. That is the conception of God is just a manifestation of the mode of goodness. And if you think matter, that God is matter, why would you want a relationship with Krishna? So understanding this, you get some bandhagyan, which then morphs into your relationship with Krishna. Because when you understand that, then you surrender to Krishna. Janma karma chame divyam evam yo veti tattva deham punajamam naiti mamiti sandha. Janma karma chame divyam evam yo veti tattva when you understand tattvataha in truth, janma karma, the birth and activities of Krishna, janma karma chame, may I am, they, my birth and activities, may, divyam are divine. Chaktvadeham puna janma, when you give up the naitimam, when you, you don't take birth again. So we have to have a foundational knowledge of Krishna. And it's it's enlivening to us to hear, hear, hear realizations about that. It's relevant. And, and um, but as Prabhupada said, some I think Tamal Krishna asked me chant the gopis names as I forgot. Some question he asked and he said, you know, we have not banned the gopis. It's also important to hear Priyojana. Even if you don't have a relationship with Krishna, it's important to hear about the, those devotees who do have a relationship with Krishna because every practice has to have an objective. And that's exactly how Rupa Goswami defines sadhana. It's the utilization of the senses for the goal of bhava. So this is the goal. And we're kind of reading about the goal especially now it's the Antiolila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We're reading about the goal in a way to inspire us to want to serve Krishna the way those devotees relate to Krishna. There's the, these three aspects of knowledge, I, I've kind of categorized them in a way. Actually, it, when uh, I watched this... Um, I don't usually do I, the Namras podcast with Raghunath and Kastuba. And I, I don't watch that podcast. I don't watch Wisdom of the Sages. I think it's great. I just have other studies. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll, I'll kind of peek and see how it's doing. But this one was kind of intriguing. And, and Raghunath said something that was interesting, which I thought was a really interesting point for communicating Krishna consciousness. He says, one thing he does is he takes a, a common verse and he takes a long walk, like the Heino Sminyata Dehe, you know, the, the, uh, when the embodied soul passes from bo uh, child, boyhood, childhood, to, to, to youth, to old age, similarly the time at that, it will accept that another body, the self-realized soul is not built by such a, a soul. He says he just repeats it over and over again and thinks 
and praise how that can be communicated to someone who has no frame of reference for it. Because Stuba said, you know, I never heard you say that before. <laughs> but it was interesting. So I also try to do that. Not a hundred times though. <laughs> so I, I tried to categorize these categories of knowledge. They're fundamental to any philosophy. You have to have Sambandha again, you have to have Abhide again and Pyojin again. Basically, every philosophy has to have a description of reality. Every philosophy has to have a means of realizing that. And every philosophy has to have a description of what happens when you do. Every philosophy. So in Krishna consciousness, the way we, we, we divide that is very, it is Sambandhagyan, Krishna and Krishna's energies, that's reality and understanding the relationship between them. Then you understand that is reality. When you understand that, you understand that Krishna is God and the goal of life is to have a relationship with him. Of course, Sambandhagyan and uh, has another uh, dimension called pramana. You have to ha have a, a means of knowing what you're saying is true. You want to understand reality, but you have to have a means of understanding it's true. And ours is the Bhagavatam, which Shiva Goswami explains elaborately in a book called Tattva Sandarbha. Tattva Sandarbha is a whole book where Jiva Goswami describes in a logical progression, why the Bhagavatam is the topmost pramana. And then he proceeds in all his other books. Actually, this book, Sat Sandarbhas by Jiva Goswami, he, he has six essays to describe in, 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 in the Vaishnav Siddhanta or the Vaishnav philosophy, what is Sambandha again, what is Abhide again, what is Priyogen again. But his reference that what he says is true is the Bhagavatam. So the first Sandarbha is called Tattva Sandarbha, reality essay. How do you know what is reality? And he logically presents why Bhagavatam is the topmost pramana. So ours is Krishna and Krishna's energies. How do you realize them? You realize them by bhakti. Why? Because our understanding of the ultimate reality is a person. And a person cannot be understood simply by analysis or bribe, <laughs> karma yoga. <laughs> a person can only understand by love. You can only understand a person when a person chooses to reveal themselves to you. So we can only understand God when God chooses to reveal himself to us. And who do you reveal yourself to? Those who love you and therefore you know will serve you. I, I, I made that point. I see many people have been on this many times, but I think if you present it in context, it doesn't seem boring when you repeat a point. When you give your heart to someone, they can do two things better than anyone else. They can love you 
and they can hurt you. <laughs> they can exploit you. So Krishna himself doesn't, doesn't give the heart too easily. That's why bhakti, bhava bhakti, is sudurlabha. There's six principles of pure devotional service mentioned in bhakti rasamrita sindhu. And bhakti is a, a, a bhava, real emotion for God that God has to really give into your heart. It's, it's sudulabha. It's very, very difficult to attain. And why is it difficult to attain? Because, if, because bhava or love controls Krishna. And he's not going to want to be controlled by those who don't have love. He's not going to give that loving potency unless someone has an, at, this is our philosophy. We have to develop a seva bhav. It's so difficult in the material world to develop a seva bhav because we're so self-absorbed. We've come here in that consciousness. False ego means superiority and centering ourselves for control, not putting anything else in, the, in control. That's, that's material. So this save a bob, this attitude of service, we have to develop it in our hearts. And when God sees that we actually have a mood of service, when our hands are actually folded like this at all times, looking at every living entity, this is for you, these hand, this mudra means these hands are for you, as opposed to this mudra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> these hands are for you in service. And when it's not just a mudra, but one's consciousness is there, and not only one's consciousness is there, one's put his body in a place of service. Then Krishna gives his, it, 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 then he can trust you with the supreme service. And what's the supreme service? Love. Because to, to serve someone what is to please them. And what pleases someone more than anything else? And what pleases God more than anything else? Love. When someone is actually surrendered. And when you have that, it, 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 it's the greatest pleasure. Not sensual. Love is the greatest pleasure. There's so many people that have so much access to sensual things, but they're depressed. They don't have love. So there's Sambanda, then there's this Abhideya. When you show God bhakti, when you show God devotion, then he shows himself to you. And then, and what is the result? The result means what is the priyojana? And this is very, this is something that I also kind of coined myself, but it makes so much sense to me. You know the absolute truth, but knowing the absolute truth is loving the absolute truth. There's actually an energy between us and God called prema. When you, when, you, when you actually realize God, you don't just realize God, you feel him. You feel your relationship with God. I actually saw that. I, I once saw this thing where it was like a news item where 
this lady, this Jewish lady, when she was like six years old, she had like a three-year-old brother and somehow they were separated. You know, somehow, her, you know, the Nazis and whatever it is. And, and, he, and he was put on a train and that was it. She never saw her, her brother that she loved so much, right? And then through some kind of organization, when she was in her 80s, they found her brother. And of course, she was like in, you know, New, New Jersey or some suburb, you know, very modern. And the brother was somewhere in Eastern Europe. So he, you know, he kind of looked that way. But as soon as they saw each other, there was love. She didn't just find her brother. She didn't just understand her brother. She didn't just see her brother. But she loved her brother. There was an energy. And that energy is actually the goal of life. And we have to pray for that because nothing else will satisfy us but that. The history of our sojourn in the material world is that we're trying everything else and we're damn miserable. <laughs> trying to be the controller is misery. It's absolute misery. Because ultimately we're not. And even if we get everything, then there's duality and fear because it's going to be taken away. I often make the joke, I'm in such a better position at my age than Bill Gates. And I used a famous Brooklyn axiom. If you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> I mean, my God. You know, he probably doesn't believe in God, right? And it's all temporary. There's so much fear and anxiety, it's all gonna be taken away. That's what bhakti means. The first thing that bhakti does, it relieves you from the greatest type of fear. What is the greatest type of fear? The greatest type of fear is that Death is the end of existence. That life is just a more posh version of death row in our last meals. I love this hell brimstone and fire type preaching. I think the audience here is inspiring me. They kind of need it. <laughs> wow. Life is just a posh. <laughs> Posh, death row with fancy last meals. I remember my second self, my second, um, I remember my second realization in life. The first realization is I, I was really young. I was be, before I was six years old and I was on my, my house was one floor up. And I was thinking, it, it, I, I, I remember I was thinking if, do I have free will or not? <laughs> 
And you know, like if I if I jumped off something like if I jumped off the porch was that my some kind of crazy idea. The second one, no, then the, then the third one came. I'm not going to tell the second one now. The third one came when I met the devotees, and I was probably that time agnostic or atheist or worse than that. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> And then I realized I was eternal. And I, what a relief. I, I realized what I was carrying around is this existential feeling that the end of life is the end of existence. And that's what you're marching to. And there's even a verse in Gita that says, Neha bhikamanasho sti pratyavayo navidyate svalpam apyasya dharmasya. It saves you from the greatest type of fear. So with that introduction, let's get into the rasa. So what happened here is Lord Chaitanya took sannyasa. I'm looking at the names, all you great souls of been with me so you know he took sannyas and then he sends his uncle back with the news that i'm going to the forest that's it going to the forest the sanskrit term parmananda for 50 is pachas you know what pachas means asa means hope 51 means what ekavan Ekavan means what? Van, go to the forest, there's no hope. <laughs> How old are you now? 53. <laughs> no hope, Parmananda. <laughs> go to the forest. I am in the forest pretty much. <laughs> up to 50, there's some hope. <laughs> Ekavan, no hope. <laughs> I have to tell you this before you go to Columbia. <laughs> So he went to the forest, there's no hope. And they're in so much separation, so much separation. We can't, separation means to lose that, what you're attached to. There's no greater attachment than love, relationship. Yeah, I, actually, I, I somehow, I, I'm in, in, uh, this one god brother re read my my Monday morning gre greetings on dying in America and his mother just died. And his situation was his father left. He had no brothers and it was, he grew up just with his mother. So he's feeling it. He's feeling it. Separation. You lose a loved one, separation. I, I, I told the story that my youngest cousin was, was murdered and he had three older sisters and then he was born and he was the darling of the whole family. And then, you know, it's a separation. But there's no greater feeling of love. Twas min parama prema rup, the second verse of the Narada Bhakti Sutras, twas min parama prema rup, 
the highest form of love is towards God. And there's no deeper separation. But there's a very interesting thing about that because God is actually eternal. It's only prakat. It's only in the manifest realm. But there's uppercut, unmanifest realm. And real separation from God is, is consciousness. So in that separation, there's somehow a greater union. And somehow you feel both simultaneously. And Krishna Das Kaviraj describes it like poison and nectar in the same experience. They could not find any means to pacify their hearts, so they constantly desired to give up their lives. Taktva, no, uh, sunya, tapta sunya, tapta dukam shunyam. When the gopis saw Krishna in the coils of the Kaliya serpent, when they saw Krishna in the coils of the Kaliya serpent, and, and the, the, the serpent had him, so just his head was showing it a while. Ooh. I'm not a big man for snakes. <laughs> they had him like this. And, and he was, he, he, he kind of, I get that Krishna's lotus feet maybe is sticking up and the head was just here. And it was in the coils of the serpent for 48 minutes. And when the gopis saw that, they, they, they began to think of what it was like to be like with Krishna. What, what, what was, his characteristics, what were their loving dealings, what with Tapta Dukam Sunya, and Prabhupada translates it as torment. Tapta means burning. Dukkha means unhappiness. Burning unhappiness. Tormented. And what? Shunyam. Govinda Varahanam. In your absence, the whole world is vacant. Krishna becomes the, 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 the main thing in one's consciousness. And, and it's proper because Krishna is everything. It's universal love and, and you're attached to Krishna in universal love. So without that, there's no meaning. If you have that thing, if, uh, that thing that gives you meaning and you lose it, your life has no meaning. And I guess this is what happens if it, somehow or other, if, if there's some type of karma and, and things start go negative and affects the mind, then people become depressed and then they don't see value in anything. So the, the Govinda Varhena May, in your absence, the whole world becomes vacant. What is that? That's depression, but it's a different quality. It's above duality. So they feel like, let's lose our lives. Without Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we have no life. Let's lose our lives. Although they, they were almost sober, none of them were able to pacify any of the others. In other words, these were thoughtful, philosophical people who should have known in the Bhagavad Gita, asochanan vasochas tvam pragyavadam jabashase gatasunagatasuncha nanu sochanti pandit. Although you're speaking learned words, Arjuna, you're a fool. 
the wise man lament neither for the living nor the dead. They don't lament for the change of body because the soul is eternal. So all these sober people, like, like Krishna chastised Arjuna, you're, you're a fool. You're lamenting on, in the war because the relatives on the other side and you have to kill them. And of course, we have to be careful that that's not misunderstood. I remember when, when I was a new devotee, Ridayananda Maharaj was a passionate, fired up preacher. I remember I was in Dallas and he came and I, I was just, I, you know, I was just visiting and he said, but I was coming to the temple for four years and I heard him say, there are people, they come to the temple year after year after year and they never surrender. That's because they've offended, you know, it's like, wow. <laughs> then they bring me to the, the, the um, San Francisco Rathiyatra. I'm visiting the temple that they needed a driver to drive the devotees from Dallas. I'm just visiting Dallas, visiting my college roommate. Um, so what happened was, Ridayanandamaraj gives the class. You know, Prabhupada comes down the, the stairs in this old San Francisco temple with, with, with all that, these, the heaviest sannyasis in the world. <laughs> One was heavier than another. Guru Kripa Maharaj, you know, there's like, these people were like, <laughs> they were fired up, that's all I could say. Prabhupada comes down and then Ridayanandaraj gives the class and he said, I got to look at the list and look at the chat that no one here understands it in bloops, okay? <laughs> he says, he says, the Bhagavad Gita is so advanced that the highest principle in the Bible is thou shall not kill, honor thy mother and father. And the first thing that Krishna says to Arjuna is kill your parents. <laughs> now you have to, <laughs> you, 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 you have to understand that in context. <laughs> Without context, that's a very heavy thing to understand. <laughs> but anyway, these should have been sober people and they're broken down and they can't exist. Come on, the people can understand my point there? The joke of it? No, <laughs> okay. When the devotees all resolved to give up their bodies, they heard solacing words from a voice in the sky. There's a very nice term for voice in the sky, Akashvani. Vani means the instructions from the sky. O oh, devotees headed by Advaita, do not feel sad and you should all happily engage in worship of Lord Krishna. So there's, there's a point here that's interesting is that when a devotee needs, really needs faith and he needs a substantial faith, but he doesn't, he's not qualified to have direct contact from God then God or the devotees can appear in dreams. I, I, they're, they're, 
I had that I had that experience actually once in in, in, the, in the in like the biggest crisis in my Krishna consciousness, the most intense moment. I had dreams on two consecutive days. There was a it was Vrindavan and it was little sandstone kund as big as like a living room, not very big. And there was a samadhi, it was the one of Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, which is also that white sandstone. And the first day Bhakti Siddhanta was, was there and he called me over and he said, um, I accept you. The next day, same dream, Gorgo Vindamarj was there. And he said, if you, if you want to go deeper, I'll help you. And I could say that I needed something supernatural. <laughs> and I can so, I, I, not a sadhu, I want this gone devotee, a very learned devotee. I'm trying to fit you with one. I discussed with him about Shastra and he described that that, that, that phenomena can be there. That phenomena can be there. So. If it's really needed, it'll come. So the Akashvani came and, 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 and it told them because they were gonna die. So they needed instruction, they were gonna die. So the Akashvani said, oh devotees headed by Advaita, do not feel sad and you should all happily engage in the worship of Krishna. The Lord will return and meet you in two or four days. Therefore, do not think about giving up your bodies. You will again enjoy pastimes with the Lord like before. After hearing the voice from the sky, all the devotees gave up their plans to commit suicide. So I'm trying to extract some practical thing that Krishna has a way in desperate. Destiny is the language of God. He has a way of speaking to us in many, many ways even if you can't have direct communion. Of course, one is the super soul. When the senses are at reach, when the senses are controlled, the super soul is at reach. So you can hear the super soul in the dreams and destiny. A devotee could come and just tell you exactly the thing that you need to hear I think there was an example of Vishwanath, or I forgot what Vaishnava, he's writing a commentary and he found this mistake in this verse, in the Shastra that he, that he couldn't, describing that Krishna had 24 and a half moons in his body and he could only find 24, something like that. And the, the, the desperate, anyway, desperation. I was thinking that this morning, you know, you know, when I travel, I don't do well. So I'm kind of making a comeback now. And uh, so I was chanting and, 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 and things became a little bit more clear than usual. When things become more clear than usual, you start to see, you start to distinguish between the false self and the real self.
or not even that, you start to distinguish between the false self, where you think you're at and where you really are. <laughs> and, and that creates kind of a desperation. But you realize real chanting has to come from that platform. Real chanting has to come from reality. It can't come from false ego. That's why when you worship the deity, there's Bhutushuta, means that you have to have a spiritual identity. And generally, our, 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 our spiritual identity is we're servant of Guru and Krishna. So we all, always worship Guru before we worship the deities. It has to come from a real identity. So we, the real identity should, can even be that we don't have our real identity and at least we'll admit it. <laughs> but that voice of desperation is so important in spiritual life. Accepting the Lord's qualities and names is their only solace. The, do, the devotees constantly remain in the company of Mother Sachi. Thereafter, Gorchand, the crest jewel of sannyasis, headed west while chanting the name of Ari. Keshava Bharti walked in front of the Lord. Govinda walked behind the Lord. And Nityananda and Gadadhar and Mukunda walked along with the Lord. So these are confidential associates. Interesting that Lord Chaitanya brought Mukunda along on his pilgrimage, the best Kirtaniya. We discussed about that. You gotta, you at least gotta have the engine. When I have my Puriyatra, one of the first things is I gotta have the engine. I got to have a top 10 Madunga player in the world because it just makes things so much easier. And we have this guy Prahlad from Vrindavan, Bengali devotee, best friends with Akinshina, but much younger, like 20 years younger. Just essential, tall rhythm. As the Lord walked like a maddened lion, millions of people followed me behind crying. So artistic people, when they read this, Madden Lion, they should figure out why that metaphor is used. I remember Leela Velasini, she, she practically grew up in the family of this guru. I think his name is Chaitanya Chandra from Russia, he's a married person and people really love him. And he's supposed to speak very, very practically. And he's also very, very cultured. Very humble too, because when I would give my classes in Mayapur with first-class Russian translation by either Jagadish or Yugalapriti. I got that's the best translation you can get. When you have a good translator, you don't even know the translator's there. And neither is the audience. And he used to come to my classes every day. He's like the biggest guru in Russia. He has thousands of disciples and him and his wife used to come to my class every day. And after the class, there would always be some nice, 
Russian devotee who would cook a lot of sweets or, you know, to hand out prasadam. And I'd hand out prasadam and I'd see him like begging for some prasadam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> But Leela told me that he, he paints, you know, he, he's a painter, so he's an artist. So he's always painting pastimes. And she, she described that, you know, he was trying to figure out one of the analogies of why, you know, Krishna was described like this. I, I don't remember it now, it's horrible to tell this. But he was able to visualize why this maddened lion. Well, one thing is a lion is roaring. And Lord Chaitanya's chanting is always described as roaring. It's very enthusiastic. Leela was also telling me she went on Prikram with this one kind of Vaishnav saint and a few people. And, and she sent me a little video of it. And he's chanting at the top of his lungs. And he kept it up the whole way. Roaring. And also like a maddened lion. Maddened means what? Maddened means not on the thoughtful intellectual platform, lost. So he's lost and roaring. So now I, somehow I got the image. Lord Chaitanya is lost and roaring. And millions of people are following, crying, because I've seen God. Satyaraj always tells that story. Satyaraj, one of Satyaraj's heroes was, was Hayagriva. And, and Hayagriva was the first writer in Iskand, and Satyaraj likes to write. One of the first writers in Iskand. And Allen Ginsberg wrote a famous poem called Howl. It's famous. And he, he made a poem like that, but called Chant. So Satyaraj went to visit him when he was in his last days in New Vrindavan. And he had spinal cancer and his, his spine was like eggshells. He was lying down. And Satyaraj came to see him and he folded his hands and he looked up to Satyaraj and he said, a 70-year-old 70, a 70 Bengali gentleman comes to America with the mission of translating the Vedic literatures into English. And who is the first person he meets on the street? Hayagriva, who is in England. He says, an English professor. And Hayagriva became his first editor. And then Hayagriva turned to Satyaraj and said, I was touched by the hand of God. <laughs> I was touched by the hand of God. So seeing that is so moving to have that experience of being touched by the hand of God. Mercy is overwhelming and mercy is what? It's kindness and we don't deserve it. It makes us feel humble. 
Kambu Vaishnav feels mercy at all times. They're so grateful, they're so thankful. So they're watching God walking, roaring like a lion, chanting the holy names. And they're just overwhelmed by what is this mercy and what is this experience? People shed tears and trampled down the forest as they came rushing from all directions. The Lord sincerely bestowed their mercy on them. Return home and chant the names of Krishna. May Krishna Chandra become your wealth and life. Maybe I could shut this. I forgot tea was here. One second. Um, Jim, let's turn this around so everyone can see. Uh, Jamuna Jaya. Thank you for class. Some really, yeah, some fire and brimstone in there about the death row <laughs> comments. But um, what I really loved what is. I do? It just came out. <laughs> yeah, that, I can't I, always be this optimist. I have to give a little of the. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to make that one into a button. Too many people might take that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, don't make the one. The first instruction of Krishna, the Bhagavad Gita, is kill your parents. Yeah. Don't do that one either. <laughs> I won't do that one into a button. <laughs> but I really like the um, real chanting means to come from the real identity and not the false ego. And then I love the line you said after that, even if like right now your real identity is that you don't, you know, you don't know your real identity. I thought that was really powerful that um, to come from the, even if you don't know at the moment, just to come even to ask, please let me know my real identity. That's where real chanting can come from. So I really appreciated that. And that's the budding, that's the budding of our real identity, mm -hmm. which is, I'm not this. I'm a servant of Krishna. I just don't realize it. Okay, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Maharaj, yeah. life is a, just, I mean, I know Jamuna just um, finished referring to it, but I have to say it myself. Life is death row with a lot of fancy last meals. <laughs> That is so great. And yeah, I think you should make a button out of it, Jamuna. Hey, get that. Life is death row with a bunch of last meals. It's a good There's a lot of fancy last meals. Yes. <laughs> fancy last meals. Okay, I'll add that. <laughs> but you know, uh, the, other, the other thing, Maharaj, is that, you know, you know, I've been listening to you a long time. And you're always, one of your mantras is, you know, love is the energy between two people who have a relationship. And up to now, you know, I could never really, you know, get that, you know. But lately only, you've been identifying that energy as an emotion. And it's like, it just illuminates that thing so much. I'm like, my God, why did you say that all of these years? But anyway, yes, that's, that's, that's the thing I really love to hear. I, I thought you were going to say something different. After hearing you for 20 years, you always come up with something new. I didn't think you were going to get on my case for not having it for years. But it, but it is new. It is new. Okay, I, I got it. Anybody else? 
Okay, a few people could say hello. We'll wind up. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Totagopinath here. And Kishori Radha. I, I knew you would come through. <laughs> Glad to help. That's Totagopinath, by the way. Important. Yes. The only deity that's sitting in the world. Uh, anybody? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Maharaj, Sri Aradhika here. Sri Aradhika, Good yeah, my see. mom had a class, so she had to leave, and she sent her regards. I know. I know how much she wants to hear. Yeah, Give she her. was here, and she heard all the class, but okay. at the end, she had to leave. And I wanted to show you this. Uh, the other time you said, fortune is heart full of love, and I'm making an embroidery out of it. Wow, huh? <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful because of your beauty. I mean, the words are beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, actually, in Vrindavan, she ha I have from her all kinds of embroidery. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Okay, hi, Bob. Hey, hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Krishna. Okay, look at that. The weather is so nice there in Argentina. <laughs> they have a complete, okay, good. Haribo, thank you. <laughs> good, anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Dev, it's Raja Devi. Haribo, Raja Devi, Haribo. Haribo. One day you'll fix your camera. Yes, I have to learn this, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I got your letter this morning. I'll answer it soon. Anybody else? Hey, Christian Gormaj. Welcome in the Russia. Thank you for class. Hari Bo. Hi. See you in a few weeks. Hari Bo. Looking forward to it. Hari Bo. Look at me. No barber. No good barbers here. <laughs> we'll take good care of you next, next week. Okay, Hari Bo. He comes to my house, he puts the, like the thing around me. And, <laughs> I get, you know, I get a good. Okay, I'll, I'll get Amala to do it on Saturday. Or oh, Sunday, Sunday. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Hemagori. Hemagori, Hare Krishna. So nice to hear from you. Wow. Okay, anybody else? Hare Bo Maharaj. Jai Kishori. Good to see you. Very good. Thank you for class. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj Narmasaki here. Thank you for the class. Hare Narmasaki. Narmasaki. I'm going to have. I'm gonna, she's going to try. I have a very, you know, Leela is going to try to make the supreme personality of rice today. <laughs> I'm sure she. I'm sure she will do it perfectly, Guru Maharaj. Okay, you have to bless her. <laughs> With your blessing. Okay, anybody else? Okay, we'll go for now. I see the list of everyone that's there, so, okay. <laughs>